Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. And most importantly, thanks for telling that friend that's like, hey, what's a good podcast to listen to? I never know what podcast to listen to. Tell them to listen to My Shitty Podcast. Um... Also want to thank Patty from Tilly Red Chocolates for coming on and talking to us about her story and her shop and how she got her start, all that good stuff. I've also put links to her website on the show notes if you're interested in that. Um, I also uh, started new My Shitty Podcast t-shirts, so if you're interested in that, DM me um, or reach out at myshittypodcast.com. Uh, Yeah, I think that's it. That's all the announcements for me. So without further ado, uh, let's let the cat out of the bag. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, All right. You need to move some food. Whoops. Good thing that was empty. Move some of that over so you can sit. Just move them over so you can. You don't, you believe me. There is no order. (laughs) Basically, I should just throw all that away, and I would never miss it. (laughs) Uh, This is what an entrepreneur's, you know, place looks like, right? Like, there's a little couple papers over here. There's a I'll get to it stack. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And it's we're getting into off season, and that's when I clean. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, the ski mountain closes April 7th yeah. and then it just, I closed the store here. We still ship, but it slows way down. Yeah. And that's when we re look at everything and clean and reorganize. Yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can get started if you're ready. Let's go. All right. Uh, why don't we start with you introducing yourself and telling okay. us what you do for a living. Okay. My name is Patty Denny, and I started a chocolate company 23 years ago called Telluride Truffle. Yeah. And um, I, I started it, I grew it, and now I run it. Yeah. How did you start that? How did you get into what? What got you into it? Because... What was your background before you, you started in chocolates? You know, I, um, I was an actress in New York, and you'd be surprised at how much that helps <laughs> with yeah. doing this, yeah. actually. But I was an actress in New York, and then, you know, as I got older, I kind of started to go, I don't really know if this is a good <laughs> career. It's been fun, and I was working, and, but it really take, it's a it's a uh, job that you have to do 24 7 oh, all the for time sure yeah. yeah you never get anytime I felt like going hiking or going on vacation I just thought about the auditions I'd been missing and yeah. things like that so um and it's crazy too because you get so close in auditions or you get casted for this thing like they want you they asked for you specifically then you go into it and you're like well I'm, pr- I'm pretty much have this and then a couple months go by and go what happened to the what happened, what happened to, to that? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I'll tell you, something happened when a good friend of mine was on Broadway, mm-hmm. and she got great reviews. It was a hit show. She it went on for like three years, and um, uh, the show closed, and then she went back to waiting tables. Yeah. And I went, w- w- wait a minute, <laughs> w- what happened? Like, whoa, and and that made me think, oh my God, it never stops. Yeah. You That's never right. stop looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, the, the shine, that was around my ninth year in, in New York City. And I kind of went, 
I just really don't know if I think there are better ways to earn a living. And so, um, I mean, I had been an actress. I wanted to be an actress. I had my degree in it, et cetera, um, for a long time. And then I went, oh, my God, what do I do? Yeah. I mean, what do you do? And a friend of mine said, well, I heard it was really a good idea to do what you like to do when you were like six. What did you like to do when you were six years old? And I just said, well, I had this mud pie kitchen. And I'm not talking about a normal mud pie kitchen, like little <laughs> pancake mud pies. No. No, this was, I was a very anal little girl. Um, I had different grades of dirt. I had, really? yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was living, we were living on a, a 125 acres outside of St. Louis. There's a lot of dirt out there. Yeah. And there's anthill dirt and there's different grades so that you could... <laughs> You could make, um, uh, you know, cakes that were layer caked with different, anyway. For sure. I was very, very detailed. <laughs> and, you know, now that I'm in my, when I'm making chocolate, I just go, I'm back in my mud by kitchen. I mean, yeah. chocolate looks like mud. It's, oh. So anyway. What a fun idea uh, to like look back and be like, well, mud pies. Yeah. And What's the adult mud pie? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And so I started taking classes in New York, like um, cooking classes, and I loved it. I really, really loved it. Yeah. Just and normal culinary Yeah, stuff. just normal culinary. Yeah. Chocolate hadn't found me yet. Right. I had no, I didn't, I wasn't a chocolate lover or anything. I just loved to cook. Um, and I especially liked to bake. Yeah. Um, so I started taking these courses, and I really, really loved it. And I went, I'm going to become a pastry chef. And I distinctly remember going to the library and looking up, like, what are the salaries for pastry chefs? Yeah. And it said something like 32000 a year. And I just, I literally went, oh, that can't be right, nah. and blew it <laughs> off. But you know what? It is right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so really, if you become a pastry chef, you you need to, I, I saw the writing on the wall that you just have to start your own business in order yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, it's the only way you're going to make it. You're just treading water otherwise, right? It's um, Being a chef is a, is a really tough life. And yeah. um, after a little bit of that, you know, 10 years or whatever, you start to go, okay, what else can I do? Certainly, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I moved here to Telluride because I quit acting. I kind of went, well... I don't need to be in New York City anymore. Yeah. And I started looking for places to live. And Telluride uh, came to me through some friends who went, it's a really cool place. And I came here. And I'll tell you what, I fell in love like you fall in love with a man. Yeah. I mean, I was crazy about this place. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, I'm sure it's grown exponentially since you. It's grown a lot. Was it, what was the charm that like reeled you in? So well, just, the beauty was crazy. Yeah, it is, I yeah. Mean. And I wanted, I Donna. love seasons. So, you know, you have winter and summer seasons. I wanted year-round sports. I love hiking and uh, skiing. I'm an avid skier and um, boating and, you know, I just, I love the mountains. Yeah. I really love this life. That shows yeah. in your work, too. Yeah. Yes. You've got, <laughs> can we talk about some of your chocolates? Like the. Well, that's kind of, you know, Telluride truffles are an expression of my love of the mountains. So the truffles, and I can tell you more about how this all came about. Because, you know, when you build a company like this, people think that everything that it is was you. 
but it's not. It's a collaboration of people making suggestions and you being at a party and somebody saying something and you going, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is kind of a collaboration. And some of the main things about Telluride Truffle wasn't wasn't my idea somebody pointed it out so that's kind of fun that's fun you know it is fun and it developed yeah it's kind of a collaboration of a lot of things um but yeah just the truffles are named after mountain themes like snow-capped um and then uh bunny hill Uh and uh mud season that's the season here in the mountains between um spring and winter when all the snow melts and the mud, and it's called mud season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. our best season, but... <laughs> but one of our best chocolates. But no, one of, that's right? exactly right. Isn't it's very true? pretty chocolate. But. <laughs> and I had fun naming them like that. And to tell you the truth, with I, um, I started uh, this chocolate company because people kept strongly encouraging me to. I remember distinctly the first time somebody went, well, I used to take my truffles to potlucks. That's the main thing we used to do here in Telluride. Yeah. You know, everybody have a party, you bring something to eat, you know, and something to drink, and you all hang out. And so I would bring truffles, and they were very rough. Uh, I barely knew how to temper chocolate. For those of you that don't know what tempering is, that's the, the whole technique that allows them to look pretty and shiny. So they weren't really tempered. They were messy. They were... Um, and people just kept going, Patty, you should do this for a business. You should do this. Yeah. Isn't and, it funny how like just a little suggestion or like, hey, that was great. You should do this. Well, yeah. like that will be the momentum that pushes you down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> and makes you start a business, like a full on business. A full on business. Yeah. Just and, from somebody going, that was great. You should do this. You're absolutely right that we all have these stories. All, every entrepreneur has this thing of like, what put the seed in your head? Yeah. You don't come out of the womb like, okay, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to own my own business. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, it definitely is a development. Certainly. And when somebody, I distinctly remember when somebody first mentioned it and I looked at them like they were crazy and go, what? No, no. <laughs> Just like, what a stupid idea. Yeah. No, I said, no. Have you ever had like real truffles, like ones that are made? Yeah. And they they always would go, no. And I go, well, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, people are doing them way better than I'm doing them. <laughs> this you is know, your first like, truffle you've ever tasted? No wonder you think no it's wonder wonderful. No wonder you think it's wonderful, <laughs> yeah. And I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. I've wanted to own my own business, but I never, I, I mean, chocolate just was... Not something that ever occurred to me. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't go away. It followed me. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying chocolate found me. I It was and would not let me go, you know? <laughs> well, most people, it does that, too. Oh, but yes. not in a way that, like, where you want to. Oh, to, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it true. It follows me, too, but I just eat it. <laughs> so then it goes away, and then it'll pop up again. I'll yeah, I've really that. gotten to love chocolate. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, And then it just kept working. I just kind of went, okay, well, if I were going to start a chocolate company, what would I do first? And, you know, I thought, okay, well, you should probably develop some chocolates. And and I just played, you know, at home after work. I, you know, I had a full-time job and, um, I would just play around and then it was fun. Yeah. I was just playing. I wasn't starting a business. I was just playing. Yeah. And then it just kept one step after another. Okay, well, now I've got six chocolates that are pretty good. What what should I do next? And literally that's 
And I, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm still doing that. Are you? I was, yes. I was promised. That was my like, and Next I was like, question. I'm going to let you, let you finish up. And then I'm going to say, are you still playing with chocolates? Are you mm-hmm. still trying to figure out like, are you going home and going, yeah, let me, let's mess with this Earl Grey or like, let's, let's do a, uh, let's do a, a Jamaican chocolate. I don't know. Um, oh, we definitely do. Yeah. Um, we definitely play like that, but also in building and, and developing it and, and, um, looking for the next step for the company to grow, I'm still going, okay, that's a scary thing to do. But if I were to do that, what would I do? Yeah. And then you explore and then, you know, you basically dip your toes in the water. Yeah. And then you You find out it's safe and it's safe. And then you're like, okay, time to jump. (laughs) You do it. Cannonball. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, Can we, um, I've got a couple of just like, general questions Great. that I hope that it will help people look through the, the weeds of like chocolatier, chocolate maker, confectioner, like what are the differences? Can you shine, shine some light on like, mm-hmm. that's, that's actually a chocolate buyer or that's actually a, <laughs> um, what are the differences in like a, a candy maker versus a chocolate maker? Yeah. Or... And you know, I'm a little bit, I always laugh at myself because when anybody calls my chocolate candy, I just go, Oh, wince and then a little voice in, inside me goes quit being such a snob you <laughs> yeah, know like you insult? little snob yeah <laughs> but literally i winced you have to kind of like oh my god candy to me it's a whole it's a whole different thing like gummies are candy you know? right yeah um snickers bars are candy um and to me the flavor profile of candy is sugar they're sweet it's really sweet um, chocolate, artisan chocolate, fine chocolate, it's, it's way different. Way different. Way different. Yeah. And I talk about sugar. Sugar is a spice, you know. Um, I mean, I definitely have sweet things at Delioide Truffle, but you've got to make sure that it doesn't overpower the chocolate so that all you get is sugar. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah. You want those other flavors coming through. Yeah. The chocolate flavor. And even with caramel, like I am not a huge caramel lover, but um, a lot of people are. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely have caramel. And I was amazed at how many people are like, oh, your caramel's amazing. Yeah. And I just, I'd look at them and go, but there's, it's caramel. Yeah. I mean, there's one way to make it. <laughs> and then I found out, how candy caramel's made, you know? And if you go to a candy maker and they're making caramel, they're just basically making sugar and water and cooking it. Right. That's... To, to turn it into caramel. Mm-hmm. True caramel is butter and cream and sugar and water. Yes. Um, so that's a, that's a very different flavor profile. And once I tasted the other caramel, I go, oh, now I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because candy, for the most part, is inexpensive. So they have to make it. Um, That's right. There's a it, lot of yeah. culture shock of like, whoa, that chocolate bar is 
eighteen dollars. You're like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's mm-hmm. that's real cocoa nibs. Like that's mm-hmm. you know the percentage of chocolate in that mm-hmm. versus the eleven percent in Hershey, which is just one percent higher than like what actually uh, makes chocolate. What is the is it eleven percent, twelve percent? You know, I have no idea what that rule is. Well, and this is something is it I like just a, heard through the grapevine. Uh-huh. So like, take this with a grain of salt. Google it at home if you care to really. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's one percent over like maybe. It's you have to be ten percent in order to call yourself chocolate, like at wow. least ten percent cacao or cocoa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's another thing cacao. too. Yeah, <laughs> What's, cacao and cocoa. It's the same thing, right? I think it is. Okay, and um, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to really uh, in the whole chocolate, uh, you know, cacao, you know, percentages, all this stuff. Yeah, I have, I have listened to very. Uh, knowledgeable people disagree about all these terms. Really? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just what I tell people also is when they go, I only eat 80%. And I go, well, you know, they can do a lot with the 20% yeah. <laughs> that really not all 80% is the same. Yeah. I mean, you can have an 80% that has very little sugar in it, or you can have an 80% that has a lot of sugar. Absolutely. Yeah. You can pack that thing down. You can pick that. So you know, because I've tasted some 70% that are awfully sweet. Yeah. Now, some of it is the cacao is sweet. And innately, there's some kind of sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 11% for Hershey's. And then also, <laughs> there's all the wax in there. The wax, the mm-hmm. milk, um, mm-hmm. if there even is. I don't know. No, now I it's questionable mean. if yeah, there's exactly. even milk in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another thing that, like, all these additives. Real chocolate, there's a reason that, that it costs more so than a Hershey bar, or more so than your impulse buys at the grocery store. You're like, oh, yeah. hey, look, a payday. Like, well, it's yeah. just water and sugar and yeah. some peanuts. <laughs> I know, but I still have a thing for paydays. But... <laughs> Everybody does. <Yeah. laughs> and Not Snickers. To, that's right. Not to poo-poo the, the cheap chocolates. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of love that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about the process of like sure. breaking chocolate down a little bit? Sure. I think that would be an interesting Well, I I am not a um, a bean to bar person and and bean to bar those are the guys that you know go and buy the um, chocolate pods or the the and and, and conch it, conching it well first of all you have to and I'm I'm talking about something I don't know a great deal about. But in general, there's a lot of process of getting that from the tree to chocolate, a chocolate bar. Right. And there are people that do only that. And those are bean to bar guys, you know, that's what they're called. That's what, yeah, is they take it from bean and they put in bar. Now, until recently, I didn't know many people that were also making chocolates out of the bar that they made from beans. But now they're doing it. And I don't know how in the heck they have that much time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, whoa, that's (laughs) a lot of work. You take it and, um, you know, there's an entire process called conching. uh, You have to grind the the seed of the the cocoa pod. Uh And... You grind it and grind it and grind it, and they have these conchers that finally really grind it down into a um, uh, a really smooth paste. Yeah. And then some some of them like it's still kind of rough, you know. And it takes like four hundred beans to make so, a pound. Yeah. So much. So much. That's and the, crazy. And then for them to do that, and then um, 
Um, and then to take it and make confections out of it, I just, I just can't imagine the labor. Yeah. It's beyond me. Sure. I can't do it. Sure. Those guys really deserve every bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's a labor of love, that's for sure. Yeah. For me, I buy Belgian chocolate already made. And, um, and then, uh, you know, one of my friends that is a bean to bar guy, he teases me and goes, you're just a melter. That's all you are. <laughs> I laugh and I go, you're right. That's all I am. Yeah. But okay, getting back to what I do. So I buy <laughs> Belgian chocolate. You and know. then, uh, yeah, Belgian. I'm, I'm curious to, mm-hmm. I know chocolate like originated in Mexico mm-hmm. from, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm just, I just know a wee little bit. So yeah. feel free to be like, no, 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 that's not right. Yeah, yeah. That's just this other thing. Um, so far yeah. you're, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then South America, mm-hmm. I think produces most of the chocolate nowadays. How does it, how did you end up like South America? And, um, of course this may have changed, but, uh, chocolate, um, cocoa trees, only grow within 10 degrees of the equator. So you've got Africa, and then you also have South America. I got you. Yeah. Okay. However, you know, Hawaii, I think, is doing it too now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mainly that's where it's been, is right around the equator. And so you've got Africa also that is growing um, uh, growing cocoa. Got uh, it. Cocoa okay. trees. Um, and... Yep, so that, and then there's an entire process. I don't want to go into this because I don't really know everything about it. But, That's all right. Uh, you know, the cocoa pot is this huge thing. It's green, and they take that down, and then they crack it open. It's really the seeds inside. Yeah. And then those have to be cured and dried and fermented. Really. Right. Um, and then a lot of the companies take it from there, and they, you know, they ship it to Belgium. They ship it to France. Um, and they process it into the way that they want chocolate to taste. I gotcha. And in my opinion, there's a very, there's a big difference between South American chocolate Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean it's grown way down in Chile. Chile's got a lot of wonderful chocolate down there, but they develop it down there. They conch it, they turn it into things. France... These um, the seeds go to France and then they develop it there, and Belgium develops it. But they taste very different. Like Valrona is a very wonderful, high quality uh, um, chocolate. I, I'm going to say dark chocolate because I think they're milk and white. I don't really like it, but they're dark chocolate. It's hard to beat it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has a very different flavor profile from Belgian chocolates, which the Belgians like. Well. A lot of European, especially Belgians and the British, they love milk chocolate. Yeah, you know? which isn't really chocolate, right? Yes, isn't it? it is. It is. It's my favorite chocolate. <laughs> I thought it was mostly like butter or uh, it's milk. milk. Milk and it's milk. chocolate. Okay. But yeah, I, I, um, people say white chocolate isn't really chocolate. And I, I really good true white chocolate, which a lot of people don't realize they haven't had. Um, the cheap white chocolate, it's again, I don't know what they're doing. It's like sugar and, and milk solids. or It's not even real milk. I gotcha. And wax. And they call that white chocolate. Right. That's not really good white chocolate. Yeah. Um, really top of the line white chocolate is made with cocoa butter and um, milk and sugar. 
I thought that would be like the chocolate that people look down their nose at, like, oh, you're just into that. We're we're all about the the dark chocolate here. Like all the all the people that really have their finger on the pulse of chocolates. See, and no? I have to disagree. <laughs> yeah, you said that was your favorite. I really I well, was surprised white, to hear that. I don't love white chocolate. I really do love milk chocolate. It's funny. Everybody in my family likes milk chocolate. Yeah. It's something about our palate or something. But anyway, I've got to stand up for white chocolate. Okay. Because um <laughs> I tell people saying Saying that white chocolate isn't really chocolate is kind of like saying cream isn't really milk. Okay. All Do you know right, what touche. I mean? Yeah. So I gotcha. white chocolate, good white chocolate, is made with cocoa butter and uh, milk and sugar. Okay, cocoa butter is the gold in the chocolate. That is the thing that cheaper chocolates don't have very much of it because it's very expensive, I gotcha. the cocoa butter. Yeah. The chocolate that I use is called... It's a grade of chocolate called couverture. Mm -hmm. Couverture, that is a legal term. Like you can't call it couverture if it's not. Yes, yeah, like champagne. It's exactly. Yeah. Um, can't but have a capital C. Can't have. <laughs> you can't. That, that's a whole nother discussion. I know. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, couverture has a very high grade, high level of um, cocoa butter. Okay. Which makes it more expensive because it does have a high level of it. And it creates a certain flavor profile that I really like. Um, okay, so getting back to, so white chocolate has more of that than dark, way more of that than dark, because it's completely, and I can tell you that the chocolate that I buy in bulk, the white chocolate is a dollar a pound more than the dark or the milk. So, you know, it's it's really considered really I good see. chocolate. I mean, I understand if some people don't like it. It's definitely sweeter. Yeah. It's definitely is sweeter. Um, the white chocolate I use is way more creamy. I can't quite describe white chocolate when it's really good, but I can tell you I love turning people who are like, I don't like white chocolate. In my shop, I give tastings. Yeah. And I love... I just love turning people on to different flavors. Yeah, and check this out. You haven't had it out. yet. Check yeah, this you, out. You've only had, you know, a, a poor quality, like a after, poor quality taste. After this. you taste this, this primo stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change yeah. your tune. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, good. I've done it. I mean, I a number it. of times, people go, "Whoa, I had no idea." And I go, "Cause you haven't tasted real white junk." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the other side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I yeah, I was always under the impression that white chocolate wasn't really chocolate, and it was just cacao butter, cocoa butter. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I got a little feather in my hat now, thanks to you. Now you can correct people just like I do. Right. The snob in me. <laughs> that's right. Do you do any hot chocolates? I know that's where like oh, chocolate yes. originated. It was it was made mm -hmm. kind of like a tea. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't like a sweet drink. It was more of a... There's a lot of healing benefits with chocolate, too, before I go into that. But chocolate, mm -hmm. I think, is a very... Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. You know, this is before mm -hmm. before you start doing all the tricks to it. But I think the <laughs> chocolate yeah. itself, like the chocolate, the cacao nibs. I, um, I think that raw chocolate definitely... Um, that is true, that yeah. it can be really good for you. But I always tell people because they, they go, oh, dark chocolate's good for you. And I go, look, you know... <laughs> I got to tell you, none of it's good for you. No, it's good for your soul, though. And I find that people that don't ever eat sugar, they look a little pinched, you know? Yeah. 
you got to kind of like ease up a little bit. Okay? Sure. Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah, everything. Including Come on, live my... a little. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, boy, I lost my train of thought. What were we? Where were we? Um, oh, hot chocolate. Yes, hot chocolate. That's okay. right. Okay. And the health of chocolate. So I'm, I'm, I really feel that chocolate is good for your soul. I think there's something about it. Um, I fell into this business, and I absolutely love talking to people about chocolate. It's fun. It's you fun. Know? Yeah. They either walk into my shop happy, or they certainly walk out happy. <laughs> it's fun. It's um, it's you know so much more fun than selling tractors. You know, yeah. even not to put down tractors, but seriously, it's no, pretty fun. I'm, I'm with you. I yeah. often say to people like, I'm I'm glad I've got the the kind of job. Um, where people were happy to see me when I was tending bar. Yeah. People were like, oh, thank God, the bartender. There we go. I right, sign me up, brother. Boy, <laughs> am I glad to see you. I could imagine being like a, um, like a, a meter maid. They're like, hey, oh, no, come on, please. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I you take pity on those day. people. Me too. I really do. I, I just bad. feel like, oh, my gosh, you've got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be yeah. real tough. How do you, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I have to have a job like you. I have to be the person greeting you with chocolate and wine, you know, yeah. or whatever the whatever the case may be. You yeah. need to be happy to see me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not clocking in for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard enough to get me out of bed and to work. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, hot chocolate, I have a funny story. I've always thought this story was really funny. Tell me. I love so back um, uh, in South America, mm-hmm. um, you're absolutely right. Uh, hot chocolate was quite the thing, um, especially for the wealthier people in society, to drink. And so at Mass, um, the women at Mass would have their... Mass would like break like an intermission, uh-huh. and, and their servants would bring them hot chocolate. Now, of course, that hot chocolate was nothing like we, it was really almost no sugar in it. And it was just a little. Uh, and there was a particular um, cardinal who thought that that was disgraceful and that they shouldn't be allowed to uh, do this and, and have hot chocolate during Mass. And he, somehow or another, he, well, I don't know, made it forbidden. Really? Yeah. And I he, wonder what the... Well, he was murdered. <laughs> Yeah, those women. I'm telling you, do not get between a woman and her chocolate. Don't take my chocolate. I'll kill you. (laughs) Yes, he was mysteriously murdered. Oh, wow. That's fun. I mean, I guess it's not funny, but that's what a coincidence. It happened a long time ago. He would have been dead anyway. But anyway, yeah. It's just what it's one of those funny stories about chocolate. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's there's a whole respect behind chocolate milk where I didn't, I had no idea until I started digging, digging a little deeper. I'm like, man, this stuff's been around for a long time. I thought this was just like mm. a packet that you opened up and poured into hot water. You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I got, yeah, sure. I didn't grow up with a, a bunch of good <laughs> stuff, bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't until way later in life I was like, ooh, this is. It's melted chocolate. Get, let's let's get this right. It didn't come from a powdered uh, bag. No, like, that's it. Uh, and our hot chocolate, it has a reputation here in Telluride. Clearly, and I love yeah. that. I love it when especially I have Europeans come in. Yes. I had this one uh, yeah, what a compliment. group of family, uh, this one group come in. And they were from Mexico City. And um, 
I said, well, we have hot chocolate. And literally, one of the women looked at me like, oh, please, you know. <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, it's not brown water. And she started laughing. Yeah. And I go, no, I know. You've had brown water, <laughs> and they call it hot chocolate. I go, you taste mine. And I gave her some, and she's like, you're right. That a girl. It's not, okay, this is chocolate. Yeah. So basically, good hot chocolate is made from chocolate. That's right. Not cocoa. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I tell people, that's kind of the difference. What's the difference between cocoa and chocolate? I go, well, what's the difference between grape juice and wine? Yeah. And that's kind of the same difference. Is that right? Okay. In my opinion, um, really hot chocolate that is made with real chocolate um, and milk, it has depth of flavor. Yes. I'm very a... big on depth of flavor. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, cocoa just, if you drink it, it has, there it is. Uh -huh. And it doesn't really <laughs> go any further than that. And hey, it can be great. It can be, you know, um, but if you have a really good cup of very good hot chocolate, it just, you take a sip. I always tell people, don't talk, just eat just it. Just do it, just yeah. Don't, don't. When people taste my chocolate, I always go, I don't even ask them a question. I go, close your eyes and just go where that goes. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you need to give out blindfolds with like, <laughs> like just <laughs> put this on them and I put something in your hand, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm a little controlling about eating my chocolate. Yeah. But seriously, a, a lot of you shouldn't, you shouldn't eat it and just be talking like, no, you got to focus. That's right. You've got to, but that's true of, of good food. Again, any food. Yeah. For sure. For a sure. really good food that has, um, where you take a bite and you go, Oh, man, that's good. And then you take another bite, and it's like, oh, it's even better. Yeah, I found this new thing. I'm picking up hints of fill yes. in the blank. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chocolate can be as complex as a glass of wine. Yes, um, it absolutely can be. If somebody takes as much time and, yep. and effort uh, that, that you do for your yeah. product. Yeah. I'm just, you know, when I developed my chocolates, it literally was... <laughs> You know, like stirring chocolate and then pouring a little. I, a lot of my chocolates have alcohol in them. You know, I'm Irish, so <laughs> it's kind of what we do. Yeah. And um, and pouring something in there and going, oh wow, because a lot of alcohols have a lot of depth of flavor, and they do something very different in chocolate. Yeah. Yep. Can you speak to why somebody would use booze in their chocolate as opposed to something else, some other thing? Well, we have um, our the, my main signature chocolates are these triangles um, and the triangle truffles. They look and like little mountains. They look like little mountains. Cute. Yeah. There's a story about that. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But okay. Um, I'm gonna write it down so we know. Okay. Great story about how they became triangles. Uh, and I think what it is for me is that um, alcohol has a lot of depth of flavor. And when you put it in chocolate, like I have a Jack Daniels um, truffle. Mm. I knew I liked that one for yeah. some reason. <laughs> that's, my, that's my number one whiskey. I know it's, oh, I can really? rely on it. It's like a pair of Levi's. Like yeah. it's, somebody's going to have a pair somewhere. Like yeah. it's not, you don't have to find the specific brand and this. I can go to Japan and they'll have Jack Daniels. And they'll have Jack. Somewhere. And Jack has a definite... Jack flavor. And it's got some heavy vanilla notes. I can see why mm -hmm. you leaned into it. Why I leaned in. Well, it is fantastic in chocolate. Uh, and I don't do, you know, I, I'm not a big Jack Daniels drinker. Mm -hmm. not a, I don't drink Jack Daniels at all straight. And in my shop when people go, 
oh, I don't like, and another truffle I have is tequila. That one's extremely popular. And I'll tell you what, it tastes, if you tasted the black diamond truffle, that's what's called black diamond because of the ski runs that I did, are black actually. diamonds. That was did one you? of my, part of my research was oh. one, yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, that, I don't know if you could discern that's tequila. Like if you taste it, it'd be like, oh, tequila. And that's the wonderful thing about these alcohol, these alcohols in chocolate. They don't, they, they change. Yeah. It's kind of like the chocolate melts with the alcohol and it becomes something else. That's right. You know? I don't even think that you could tell it's Jack Daniels in, uh, um, in that truffle. Has anybody ever been able to pick it out and be like, mm, is it this? You know, I've Did never played that game. Yeah. I think that might be a fun game. Yeah. To, to, I'm going to do that. Tell them, don't like, listen to this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> taste well, this and tell taste me. Taste this and tell me if you can discern the liquor yeah. in it. Yeah. Now, some of them you are going to discern. Grand, Grand Marnier, mm-hmm. you know, that has a, it's just orange. But Grand Marnier has a very distinctive orange flavor, a very particular um, flavor to it that I really like. And then another one is Tuaka. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has a wonderful... Uh, uh, we put that in a caramel and white chocolate truffle. Yeah. It's really good. It's like cherry cola tuaka if I had to like. To, really? I, kind mm. of. A little to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, oh, that's right. You used to be a bartender. So <laughs> you know these alcohols very, very well. Yeah. 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 And Grand Marnier, I used to love mm-hmm. just taking a. It's dangerous though. It's got a lot of, there's a lot of gasoline in there. There's a lot there, of octane in there. There is a lot of octane in there. <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't uh, use the term gasoline, but yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. got a powerful punch yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. It can be, oh, it just tastes sweet. <laughs> you know, and then you're on the floor. Careful, yeah. <laughs> yeah really careful. <laughs> um, tell me the mountain story, how, how like, the, okay. the truffles became. So, um, or your chocolate, sorry. Originally, my truffles, when I first started out, of course, you know, remember, I didn't really think it would go anywhere. Um, and... Uh, so originally they were just round balls. That's how a lot of truffles are, round balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then about, you know, there's a lot of labor in doing them like that, and it's hard to keep the size correct. But the real thing that pushed me over going, <laughs> i got to get out of round balls, I've got to do something else, is because, and I'm this is kind of a sign that I was getting somewhere in this small little town, but what started to happen is I'd go to restaurants, and they would have truffles. Oh, yeah. I mean, back when I was started this 23 years ago, truffles weren't as well known. People didn't know what they were. Yeah. Nobody had truffles in the restaurants here, and then they started popping up. But the problem is they were popping up with my same flavors. Now, raspberry truffle, everybody has that. Sure, but when you yeah. pop up with a Jack Daniels truffle, now you're copying me. That's right. <laughs> you're definitely copying me. Yeah. And the other problem was they weren't as good. So now you're looking at them and thinking they're those Telluride truffles, but they aren't that good. Now you're like, I don't think they're good. There's nothing that discerned me from what they were doing. And I saw the, I said, I've got to come up with a look that is definitely me. Yeah. And so I started, I went, well, I want to go to molded chocolates anyway, because it's a lot easier to, you know, the size is standard and Mm -hmm. you can fit them in boxes. Sometimes when I did them in balls and I'd put them in boxes, like I made the balls too big. Yeah. (laughs) That was a problem. Uh, So I then started looking for a mold. Now, when I did them in balls, they were kind of big. Um, 
And many people made the comment, like, they're so big, you know. And so when I started looking for a mold, I was looking for something smaller. So I thought I had them. I've always loved geometrics, so they were all geometric shapes. But when you get into the chocolate, molded chocolates, like you have to buy these molds, they come from Europe. And they're all, you know, these molds are also look like Godiva's molds. I mean, we're all using the same molds. Right. And, um, well, some people have custom ones done, but in general, you just buy these. And um, so they were all geometrics, but they were small. And um, I met a couple of friends of mine and went, okay, taste these. What do you think? Aren't they pretty? <laughs> and both these women, two entrepreneurs also, tasted them and then just kind of looked at me and went, I don't like them. And I go, you don't, but what? And they go, Patty, there's not enough gooey. Your other chocolates had the gooey, a lot of it. Yeah. And this just, you miss it. And one of them said, get like an ice cube tray. Do it in an ice cube. They should be big. <laughs> okay. You know? And so then I found the triangle, this mold, stock mold that's a triangle. And I just liked them because yeah. they're geometric. And they were bigger. Yeah. And I just really liked them. And I... um I had them out on my kitchen table, and a friend of mine came by, and I went, look, the new shape of Telluride Truffle. Yeah. And she said, they look like little mountains. And I went, oh, it's over. Oh, <laughs> they do. Oh, my God. I could do a whole mountain thing about them. And that's how that wow, happened. Again, yeah. you would think that I went, oh, the mountains, and so I'll have a triangular truffle. No. Yeah. No, that's not how that occurred. <laughs> What a great story. Yeah, because that's exactly what I was like. Oh, you know, she just went uh, mountain. I'm going to open the chocolate thing. Uh, I'll do mountain chocolates. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Uh, people will love it. So it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> and with me, it was the whole thing of like, the reason that, um, I had a man who uh, did marketing who said, I got to tell you, I've never seen a product like yours that has so many levels of... Like the design is amazing. The taste is amazing. Your packaging is so creative and amazing. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank yeah. You. If I can pat you on the back also, oh, it was very, number one, it's, it fits in your hand perfect. It's like the perfect, depending on your bite size now, it's the perfect, like, maybe you might be able to squeeze three bites out of it. If, That's right. If it's a three taking, bite truffle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. If you're taking, you know, conservative bites, if you're yeah. me, you could probably get it into one. Um, but, um, yeah, it's about three bites. Mm -hmm. um, and then the packaging to, to go beyond that, um, I saw that you, is it 14 truffles? Oh, that one. The, yeah. It's like a, like a bar of mountains. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's 14 truffles in a long box. There's a, I have so many stories, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, um, and we call that the 14er because, of course, everything about my ma my company is about the mountains and mm -hmm. my love of the mountains. And um, so the 14er, of course, those are the tallest mountains in the United States. Yeah. 14ers. Uh, uh, not so much in Nepal, but here in America. Right. Yes. Yeah, just America. Yeah, we're not going to go that far out. Yeah, great. They're called 14ers. And the way that name, that was not my idea. I was at a party and I was saying to a group of people, like, yeah, I got to come up with a bigger box. Um, you know, we had the seventh heaven and the trio. The trio is three truffles. The uh, seventh heaven is seven. Of course. People want a bigger box. I go, so we got, I got to design another box. I, you know, 
um, not sure what to do. And somebody said, do 14 and call it a 14er. Yeah. I do not remember who that person is. I need to start going to more parties. (laughs) (laughs) I need to grow my business. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I went, I I will say that I'm very good about knowing a good idea, hearing, taking a good idea when I hear it. Yeah, your ears. But it wasn't my idea. It's somebody else's idea. And it's brilliant. I think Einstein said that. He said (laughs) some of the best ideas were someone else's. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an Einstein quote. (laughs) Um, of course, now I'm misquoting it. And I'm be like, I think that was an Adam Copeland quote. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it's called whenever you misquote something. That's oh, an Adam really? Copeland quote. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, excellent. Uh, ba, 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 where are we? So <sighs> we were talking about um, the, the 14er and the packaging. 14. Oh, that's yeah. a thought I wanted to talk about was that... Um, when I started this company, I mean, I can't even tell you how hesitant I was. I mean, I wanted to run a company. I just, I, and, and food was looking like, you know, I wanted a bakery or something like that. Or, um, and then when this kept following me and wouldn't go away and I just kept building on it. I mean, I came from New York city. I have had the best chocolate in the world. Yes. And I just felt like, Oh boy, you better make this. I mean, certainly it can't be better than tasting. So it better look beautiful and it better be in creative packaging and it better look like no one else's. Yeah. That's another, like no one else's. Great attitude. Really. And I didn't realize how important all that was. But now that I'm selling my chocolate and they're getting around and the company is growing quite a bit. It's because they look like no one else's. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a Telluride truffle. They yeah. know that that's, um, that's very, it's extremely unique. Uh, and it came out of the fear that it wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah. It just came out of the fear of, okay, we, you know, you just, I just couldn't just get a box and put them in there. No, it had to be better <laughs> than that. It had to be so unique, unique, unique. And so it all came from, you know, being extremely insecure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a healthy way, right? Yeah, I mean, it manifested in a healthy it, way. It That's definitely great. did. Now, now it's all, it's really a fun. I think it's fun. Like you open the 14er, I always call it, and we have videos of this, um, um, of like the theater of opening it. Because there's, you know, like taking off the wrapper and then opening it and then there's a bow inside and then you undo the tissue paper. It's like, no, no, there <laughs> yeah. they are. <laughs> you carried that very well. You got pipes. No wonder. You, you do have a theater background, don't you? <laughs> but I love the, yeah, I love the theater of it. Yeah. And then, you know, my favorite part, this is my favorite part about the company is talking about chocolate, talking to my customers. Um, and I always joke around and go, you know, actually I've been on television way more as an entrepreneur than I was as an <laughs> actress, but it's come in very, very handy. All that training really yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> how much time do you spend in the shop? Like how much time do you dedicate to, I want. I need to be the face, I need to be out there, I need to be educating people on hmm. what white chocolate is or... You know, or, you know um, I don't make one. any rules 
uh, for myself like that, but it just kind of comes around. Like right now we're toward the end of the ski season Mm -hmm. and I had one of the retail girls had to leave early. Um, she was moving to Texas and so I'm taking over her shift. That's great. And it's fun. I mean, I have a lot of fun with people. Yeah. And, um, so, and I learn, I learn a lot. I learn a lot about things that we need to do better at and things like that. I um, fully support that. Like yeah. I used to think, um, coming from a managerial point mm-hmm. in bars, like how crucial it was that I also would tend bar there. Um, oh yeah. Cause you would, you would hear like, um, I think so-and-so's, you know, phoning it in or like, I, mm-hmm. it'd be great if you guys carried this product or mm-hmm. I'm, I would come in here every day and have a, anyways, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great way to keep your finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. If you can be in the mix, I think it's it's great for your business. I think every business owner should be down in the trenches. Um, you really learn a lot. Oh, if you yeah. care, you know, if you if you really care about your product. And also I think it's I think it's very good for your employees to see that you can do what you're asking them to do. A hundred percent. You can do everything that they're doing. Yeah. And you will do it. I certainly um, respect a boss that will get out there and Yeah. And push with you as yeah. opposed to like, get out there and push this broken down. I'm going to sit in here and steer. Yeah. <laughs> and something that brings in a whole nother element of running a company that I find is not talked about very much because, you know, we're talking about all the fun stuff, the sexy stuff of yeah. being an entrepreneur. And, and nowadays being an entrepreneur is just so hip and everybody wants to start a company and, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, but the most important part, if you have the kind of business that I have, is employees and managing them, hiring them, developing them. And um, that is a part I will write a book on one day. <laughs> Not because I'm an expert, but I have made every mistake there is to make. Um, and it is, I for me, it's the hardest part of running a business. It's and finding the right employees. Finding them, developing them, keeping them. Of course, I, you know, tell you right, it has a lot of turnover. Um, it's not the easiest place to live. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people come here and then, you know, two, three years down the line, they want to get back to real life yeah. where it's a little bit easier. It's an expensive place to live. Um, so you... You have yeah, the whole uh, incentivizing them. Um, it's not just about money. Many people want something different than money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you run your business just with like, okay, I'll just pay him more, um, you're, go- you're, you're really spending a lot of money. But you're also, people really need more than just money. You know, sure. They need respect. They need... Um, they need a feeling like they're a part of the business. Oh man. Um, Can I get, I mean, yeah. is there an application in here? <laughs> <laughs> you betcha, Adam. You're hired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of it is, um, being a leader for them. Yeah. Um, and all, oh, it's just, it's Preach. really, uh, and it's extremely important. You don't have a company without your employees. I agree. 100%. You just don't have one. Yeah. And that's. So. Most of the time, that's the face. Like that's that's who oh, yeah. people are going to remember is the person that's yes checked out and not uh, giving yeah. you the attention or the service that you deserve. And yeah, you know that they're not going to remember your chocolates. They're going to remember employee 
more set, so set than employee. chocolate. That's right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I get a lot of compliments on my employees, That's, and I always tell them that. And what um, a wonderful compliment to get. And to, what a know? wonderful compliment. Actually, the best compliment they can tell me is, oh, I thought they were the owner. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. wow. That's the best compliment. <laughs> like, they're really whoa, passionate. Whoa. They're really, you know, knowledgeable yeah. and really act like they care a great deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whenever so, I went in, I just went in as a schmo. I wasn't, I didn't go in and go, I'm going to be doing an interview in a couple of days. Let me see. So what kind of chocolates can I get around? I just went in and ordered a couple and mm-hmm. I got some stellar service and uh, I was waited on right away. It was, it was mm-hmm. a phenomenal experiment. Oh, experience. good. Um, yeah. An experiment. An experiment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a delicious experiment is what it was. Oh, amazing. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. We're actually um, at the point in the podcast where if you okay. have any questions for me or if we didn't cover something that you would like to touch on mm. um you've got the flora and then if not we can pass it right back and we'll we'll i can take it from there oh boy what else <laughs> about um running i i i'm blanking here that's Adam. okay yeah no. that's no, nothing wrong with that that's we totally talked fine. a lot about a lot of things though yeah and i'm sorry if i was like oh and then this oh, oh and no. then and it's oh a, no that's are you kidding that's how i roll okay <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's healing properties and then it's actually a tea um and then it's actually really bitter uh but then also back in the 1800s and napoleon used to uh he used to always demand chocolate and wine that's like one of the number one de- I don't know. yeah exactly yeah so i was all over the place train so was, of thought yeah no i'm right with you that's exactly how i work i figured we mesh well because of that that's yeah, great yeah um well at the end of every podcast, and mm-hmm. I apologize for not briefing you on this, but <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I know as we were getting closer to it, I was like, oh, no, I didn't tell her about this. That's okay. Um, I always end with a poop story. Um, <laughs> so if you've ever <laughs> know anybody that's ever uh, had an accident or um, maybe that there was a, a work-related poop story. Um, what do you mean by a poop story? Um <laughs> Well, well, one of my friends, um, here's a good poop story that was okay. on them. Uh, one of my friends that uh, owns a couple of bar bars, he went on a date with a young lady. He had an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to uh, a store to buy the same pants. It was, oh. it was, it was able, he was able to, to, to kind of quick think quickly on his feet, uh-huh. put it in the bag. He got uh-huh. on the train, threw the other pants, threw the pants out the window, and then he looked in there, and they had put the wrong item in, so he was pantless. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was a great story, right? <laughs> and he had to walk off the train in Chicago, just bottom naked. Um, <laughs> I cannot top that. No, there I know. is no way. At, it, on that episode, I was like, uh-huh. "There's no one's ever going to talk." No that one's story. ever going to talk. That's that's, story. A, that's a movie story. And what right do you there. do? You know, when something like that happens, you just walk out like, "Yeah, uh huh, uh huh." Don't yeah. you know? I'm just wearing it with pride. <laughs> uh huh. They gave him a sweater instead, so oh. he wore the sweater like pants. But of course, he still have the neck hole, so they're like. <laughs> Just see these cheeks hanging out. <laughs> <Girl, girl. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have any. I don't have any. I couldn't think of some funny story. Yeah, think of a funny story that uh, maybe involves excrement. <laughs> You're talking to a girl here. We I don't know, do right? this. That's true. We don't that's do excrement stories. <laughs> Boys do that. That's do, for sure. Yeah, that's all right. I can't even think of. You know, I'll tell you, okay, and, and this isn't a poop story, but this is an interesting, this is another element of being an entrepreneur that I think comes up if you're lucky. Okay. And that is serendipity. Like things just, 
the the planets aligning or something. Um, I had quit my day job. I used to be a um, administrator for the ski area, and I had quit that job and made the jump to running my company full time. Um, and after about a year, it I was out of money. I was going to have to go get a job, and um, you know, I just it hadn't taken off to the point where it really could support me. Um, and I got a phone call from Food Network out of the blue. Um, and back then there were a lot of, uh, I was getting a lot of weird phone calls from these, uh, television stations in Florida acting like they want you to be on their television station. Mm -hmm. And really what it was was, no, you had to pay us $2,000. It's like, okay, that's, that's not what I'm looking for. And so this person called and said, um, yeah, I'm a producer for Al, uh, Al Roker productions. Mm -hmm. And, um, we'd like to talk to you about your company. And I almost deleted the message, like another one of those. (laughs) And then I went, Al Roker. Hmm. That sounds really familiar. Google Al Roker. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, he's real. He's lost some weight. He's <laughs> that too. Um, and he had lost the weight at that time. And so, of course, I returned her call mm-hmm. and it turned out to be a legitimate, um, you know, she had found out about my company yeah. uh, through a friend in New York and um, she wanted to know about it, et cetera. And she's like, well, you're exactly what we're looking for, but you don't have it yet. Just keep us in the loop, you know, with um, uh, with things you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then hung up and went, ooh, I have to have that. How yeah. do I get it? How do I, what does she mean, keep her in the loop? Like what? Well, the next week probably like a couple of days later. What I used to do with a group of friends is we used to build an igloo up on one of the, uh, an area up here, kind of like up on one of the mountains. Um, We'd build an igloo, and on Wednesday nights we would meet and snowshoe up and do a potluck in the igloo. Cool. I know. Wow. still being done. I'm not involved in it anymore. And I mean, these igloos would seat like, 14 people. Wow. So it wasn't like a tiny little. Yeah, that's a. And we'd have, we had like, like a snow table in the middle and we'd have a cook stove and, and make soup and pass a bottle of wine, you know, things like that. Yeah. So I'm up there and I'm, because of my acting background, I'm looking at this and going, this would be good on Food Network. I, I wonder if they'd be interested in this. So the next day I emailed her and went, hey, you know, I was doing this thing. And I kind of thought it would be good on Food Network. We do this igloo, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I got an email back from her saying, yeah, we want the igloo. We want you. <laughs> so we're going to book you for a show. And then I got on Food Network. Awesome. And, um, and I can't... You know, there used to be a commercial about somebody having a website and... Um, the orders coming in were like rapidly coming in. Yeah, it was like that. Wow. And I didn't have to find a job. Wow, that's a great story. Like a yeah. cat landing on its feet. That was wonderful. It was just at the 11th hour, I was out, you know, I was really ready to call it quits. Wow. And then Food Network called. And then the orders. There's a certain thing once you're on Food Network, it just gives you legitimacy. Mm-hmm. And then I got into Whole Foods because. All I had to do was drop that. Like, hi, yeah, you're on my chocolate. I've been on Food Network. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> you're typing. <laughs> I 
it's just kind of like, oh. And then here's another. So I'm on Food Network. It's been a year. I'm um, uh, over in Salida. For those of you not not in Colorado, Salida is about, oh, five hours from here, Mm -hmm. east, another little town. And I walk into a restaurant with a bar. And a man turns and goes, you were on Food Network. That's the power of food network. Wow. Like I didn't have a chef coat on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not I just looked at him like, how did you know? Yeah. But that's that was the power of food network twenty years ago. I sure. mean, I don't know if it has that power now, but yeah, that was a tremendous blessing for my company. It really it was the thing that Turn the tables. I believe it. it. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a poop story, but it's a good story. <laughs> hey, it was a shitty time in your life, and then, <laughs> and, then and then yeah, I still think the guy without his pants. He, oh, that's good. Gosh, it's great, right? It's great. It's just great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Patty, you knocked it out of the park. Oh, good. So great. Thanks. Yeah. I had so much fun. The pleasure was all mine. I'm honored to have you on. Thank you for taking time out of sure. your busy day and and meeting with me. That's it for us. Okay. Play us out, shitty ukulele. Okay. It's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> that was fun, Adam. You did great. Oh gosh, You're easy to talk to. I'm just a, I'm just a schmo.